There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. In the decade of the 2020s, even the great cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul were not spared the woes of contemporary life. And at times of fear and confusion, the job of entertaining the public was the responsibility of My Talk 1071 a great metropolitan radio station whose reputation for laughter and giving back to the community had become a symbol of hope for the Twin Cities. My Talk 1071 presents Jason Matheson, Alexis Thompson, Holly Roberts. Jason and Alexis in the morning with Holly Roberts. Greetings again and welcome to the third hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Live on my talk 1071 and live streaming on a device near you. I'm Jason Matheson, along with Alexis Thompson, Holly Roberts, and you. Coming up in just a little bit, Lex has uh, the Wednesday edition of Am I the Ass Hat? <laughs> then the Dead Lit. And then at 8.30, we can't wait. All three of us watch the Mary Tyler Moore documentary from HBO Documentary Films. Oh, can't wait to discuss that. So, so much to talk about. Yeah, wow. So much to talk about. But right now, it's time for Asshat. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an ass. Am I wrong? Am I the asshat? Yep. Am I the asshat for not paying my teenage pet sitter after how I found my cat? Oh. All right. The male, 39 years old, says, uh, now remember, this is from Reddit. We pull this right from the feed. And uh, this is from his point of view. He says, so I live with my wife across the street from a family, Dan and Gina. They have three kids. The oldest is a 14-year-old boy named Max. I recently took a week-long vacation and made a deal with Max. Of course, communicated with his parents as well that he would come to my house one day while I was gone to take care of my cat, and then I'd pay him $50. There's three main tasks. Refill her water dish and the automatic feeder, brush her, and clean her litter box every other day, if you can. Okay. When I came back, I found my poor kitty noticeably skinnier with knots in her fur and the litter box with a week's full of urine and feces in it. Oof. It took the next hour to give my kitty some TLC and make up for the incompetence. The next day, Gina and Max rang my doorbell, and Gina made polite, polite conversation before asking about the $50. Oh. 
I told her about how badly Max was taking had taken care of my cat, and she apologized. She then said that due to his actions, she said that it would be fine to pay him only $20. I told her no, and that I wouldn't pay him anything because it's clear that he didn't even come over at all. Gina argued that I could didn't have any way of knowing that because I don't have cameras and that he's just a kid and he did sacrifice his free time with the expect, expectation that he'd get paid. And then she said, I should at least give him $10 as a learning experience. I refuse and shut the door on them. Now I respect workers and their time. And I understand that when you hire someone to pay for their time and their skill, but Max didn't use his skill. And I have a strong suspicion that he didn't give his time either. However, I realize I could be wrong and I don't want to make trouble between my wife and Gina because they are good friends. The neighbor Am I the ass hat? 651-641-1071. No, you you are not. If there is clear, observable evidence that that animal was not cared for, not just for, you know, look, things happen. Not just for a day, not even, I'm sorry, not maybe one uh, potty cycle, but several, maybe days worth. That goes into, that just goes into uh, the, uh, a lack of, that goes into this, the health of the animal. If you're not feeding them for days on end and, and, and their, their, their own feet, I'm not going to say the word cause it's a, we're in the morning, but. Mm-hmm. No, that's gross. That's negligence. Yeah, you know your cat. You know how much yes. yields, you know, <laughs> what the yields are. Exactly. And if you're looking at it, it hasn't been sifted through at all. It's so funny to me how the mom just was like, well, $50, $20, $10. Yeah, like, what kind of lesson is that? <laughs> yeah, it's not a charity auction. You know, it's not a charity auction. I, yeah, because I, mean, I, I, I had a situation once where this was years ago, around 20, 2014. Uh, OK, uh, we we had someone we've never let sit our house before watch Dexter. At that time, we just had Dexter and Dexter was very young and and we left during Christmas time and the we asked them to water our tree and take care of Dexter. And we came home and. And there were several piles of mess and hard. I don't mean to be gross, but you could tell, I'm not going to say you could tell that the mess had been there for a while. That's what I'll say. And, and my giant Christmas tree was dead, dying. What did you do? Um, did you pay the person? Uh, yes, because, uh, this wasn't, this was somebody that Colin had booked. Okay. And, you know, Colin and I were fair newish. We had been together about a year and a half, two years. Uh, but I was livid. I was livid because the, the tree was dead mm. and there was there were several messes around. So I know yeah. this feeling. Right. Let's let's go to the phone lines. Uh, who should we go to, Holly? Uh, let's go to Jonathan. OK, Jonathan, how do you feel about this? Good morning. Good morning. Hello, Alexis. Hello, Hello, Hello Jason. I Howdy. feel that, uh, no, she's not the asshat because literally, if you don't do your job, you don't get 
page. If you're a lazy 14-year-old kid, you shouldn't be doing it anyway. You hire a grown-ass person. Stop <laughs> this. Thank you, Jonathan. Who do, who do we have next? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, bottom line, that's great, uh, Jonathan. Jamie is next. Hi, Jamie. Welcome to the show. My thunder just got stolen. Um, yeah, same idea that you, in the real world, you work to get the pay. The pay was contingent. Yes. yes. Yeah. I it mean, wasn't go show up at the mailbox and there'll be a check there for you for nothing. And also, the, the, it looked like the cat was wasn't being fed. I mean, that's like not that's not yeah. even rudeness. That's a safety. That's like the health of the pet. Yeah, it's just unbelievable to me. I mean, could it be that he did part of the job, like maybe refilled the water? I mean, is there something to be said about that or no? I, yeah, I probably don't think not. So. Thank you, Jamie. All right, thank you. Let's go to or Tracy. There could just be stress, you know? Yeah, from the cat. Yeah, but if you've got those, you've got those clumps and nugs in oh, the litter right, box. Right in the litter box. That's what I'm wondering if maybe uh-huh. you forgot that or. Mm. Oh my God, nugs might be my favorite new word. <laughs> I'm just, just putting that out. There. You got that almond roca going on in the litter box. Ah! There's, there's only room for so much. I think nugs is actually my favorite <laughs> new word. Uh, Tracy, Ugh. how do you feel about this? Hi, good morning, everybody. Morning. I um, just recently went through this with my own son, um, who is also 14, who also had the uh, job of taking care of the neighbor's cat. He missed one day out of the assignments that he had, and um, we put it on him to um, talk to the family and let them know that he had skipped a day and that he had forgotten and um, did not by any means demand that they pay him anything um, because he had a responsibility and he didn't actually follow through. So in my opinion, the mom's kind of the asshat. Like, how long are you going to be marching alongside your kid and demanding he get paid for stuff? Oh. Yes, Tracy. Snaps to that. That is a great point. Yeah, and you're teaching them all sorts of bad lessons. You know what I mean? Well, and now is the time to make those mistakes and to understand that there's consequences. Because what are you going to do when you get to have a real job? You going to follow him along to work and make sure he gets paid? Yeah. Well, right. And and maybe you should have followed along when he was going to the house to, you know, quote unquote, do the job, <laughs> feed the cat, and <laughs> you know, just to make sure if this is the first time, maybe that's a good, like, you know, foot in both worlds kind of thing before yeah, demanding money. If it was his first time, I sure hope that somebody went along with them to make sure because uh, my son has been doing this for a little while now, and this was the first time he forgot, and we still made him. You still made him, you know, own up to it himself and take that responsibility and communicate with the owner himself. Yeah. Well, you are a good mom. That's true. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you. Yeah, the poop don't lie. Uh-huh. No. The nugs don't lie. No. <laughs> you know? I mean. Oh. They're either there or they're scooped up. Yep. I mean, my mom marched me back into Hook's drugstore when I stole candy cigarettes when oh, I was a kid yeah. and made uh-huh. me apologize to the cashier. Yep. I was mortified. I started crying. I'm like, I'm sorry I stole the candy cigarettes, but I just wanted my fake Marlboros. <laughs> oh, I, had to, I had to go on my break. I was just playing office. I was, <laughs> it tastes so I was, good. I was, playing, I was playing my future boss, B. Arthur, and I just uh, needed the fake cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw in the future I was going to work for a woman that smokes, and I was 
pretending to be her. Uh, thank you. That was a good <laughs> one, Lux. Your crystal ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Holly, did you, my apologies. We just had so many. Anything to add? I mean, I'm sure you agree with everyone else. Everybody nailed it. You yeah. know, the, that person is not the asshat for not paying that kid because they didn't do the job. Nope. And again, that poor kitty. Oh, yeah. well, well, that just breaks my that heart. That breaks my heart. You know, you, you trust that folks will take care of your animals and they're part of your family. And yeah. when that trust is broken, it's just a, a next level violation where you're like, okay, kid, no, never again. I'm not going to yeah. pay you money. You're not coming into my house. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah, my my husband, you know, trust no one until they prove to you that you can trust them. <laughs> he, uh, we do not have people watch our home when we're gone. Uh, we'll maybe like family can stay there, but otherwise, yeah, the dogs are going to camp because we just know that the job will be done. There's cameras we can watch and make sure. Now, as they get older, it's you know another thing we might have to like you know pivot. But uh, yeah, he's just. I only no trust. <laughs> yeah, I only trust Q. Like I know Quinn is our social yeah, media director. Like Quinn, yeah, oh like, yeah. Quinn's been doing it for years, and and look, I he was raised right. I've known his parents for years, uh, and yeah, you know them well. I know them very well. Yeah, and Dexter and Big love him, and and uh, yeah. Q's only had one giant party at my house, and that's, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but he cleaned it real good. That's he right. cleaned it real good. He cleaned it real good. I'm just kidding. It's pest control. They do it all. They've got you mice, ants, spiders, squirrels, bats, crawling things, flying things, slithering things. Yeah, they can handle it all. And to have a look, it's professional, career professional technician help. Patrick's our guy. He does a wonderful job. In fact, even before he leaves the driveway, we have a report with all of the different things that he did inside the house, outside the house, to make sure there's a nice barrier between our space and the pest space. You know, that's this our house, that's your house. It's just wonderful, especially when, you know, something happens. We live in the woods. If there's a a single event, we could just call him. We are signed up for the annual um, service calls. So he'll come when we need him. Or maybe you just need him one time. Maybe you're going to the cabin and, you know, there could be some crawly things in there. Have them beat you there. Take care of anything that might have happened. And there you go. Done. Enjoy your summer. Plunkets.net or use my talk keyword pest. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back. Time to get caught up with the big stories of the day. The Dirt Alert with Holly Roberts. Hello, Holly. Oh, yes. Headlines, folks are talking about Al Pacino because he's going to be a dad for the fourth time at the age of 83. Outdoing his friend Robert De Niro, who recently announced that he became a new dad at the age of 79. Yeah, yeah this is hey. a race to the oldest dad. Oh my God. Race to the going? oldest dad. <laughs> oh my God. New reality show on CBS <laughs> coming this fall. Oh my God. It's just... Uh, now, Al Pacino, wow. um, his rep is confirming the story. Now, it was first reported by TMZ, confirmed by TMZ, confirmed by The Hollywood Reporter, that Al Pacino, yes, is expecting a fourth child with his girlfriend, Nora Alfala. She's 29 years old, and sources are saying at TMZ, she's eight months pregnant, so this baby is going to be making a summer debut. There, 
look, proudly, we do not age shame or we try not to. You know what I mean? We make lighthearted jokes because, hello, we're getting up there. Um, but there is not in the dirt alert, but there is a bigger conversation to be had of like, is this even fair to the kid? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, right. I, I'm just like, look, if the mom, they obviously two consenting adults and the wife obviously was like, sure. But for the kid, I don't know. Yeah. Again, not in the dirt alert, but that when we're getting to this point where it's you're in your eighties, I don't know. Uh, yeah well there's lots of yeah there's lots of questions and you can see these conversations unfolding when these headlines you know hit the airwaves where folks are talking about 80 look Mm -hmm. 83 the actuarial chart (laughs) the actuarial chart is not necessarily saying that you're going to be living another 50 years and there are, you know, possible, you know, emotional consequences for this kid. Well, and I'm also just trying to be fair. If yeah. we're going to make jokes, and I'm not saying we, the collective we, but I'm just saying, yeah, I'm saying the, uh, the general we. Uh, if we're going to make jokes and, and, and laugh at the headlines of Nick Cannon having 27 kids and can he take care of them at his age when he's a bazillionaire? Yeah, and I, young. I think, and Girl. young, I think it's fair then to also question an 80-year-old guy having kids. You know what I mean? I'm just yes. in, in, the, in the sphere of pop culture I'm talking about. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Now, uh, things come in threes, so let's, <gasps> right. let's look out for Harvey Keitel, Martin Scorsese, or any of their other friends to say. Abe Vigoda. Who's going to be the next old Army. man? Yeah. <laughs> rest in peace. Rest, rest in peace. Yeah. You can come back there. Just have a <laughs> oh, you can now? No, junk's still working even yeah. after death. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, if we see an infant with giant eyebrows around, then we'll know that it's, it's, <laughs> it's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Raven Simone is talking about the fact that everyone she has dated had to sign a non-disclosure agreement with her she's saying that everyone she's been romantically involved with has had to sign an nda before entering a relationship and she says of that legal arrangement it's very impersonal yeah what yeah sure i mean yeah and they're agreeing to it right i'm sure she's been sold out i'm sure she you know that's what happened with Oprah. Yeah. Um, she learned a lesson of like, uh, eventually she had all the employees. If you ever worked at Harpo, you had to sign because people will write books about you. They'll sell you out. You, yes. you know, anyway. Yep. Yeah. This is so smart. Well, so Raven Simone, she said uh, she was talking to Howie Mandel and she said all of my relationships, especially when she started dating, I had to get people to sign NDAs. And she even said that like, it took me a while to wrap my head around it. Because it's very impersonal, a non-disclosure agreement in a very intimate part of her life. But she said, but someone in our position, our position, meaning people who are famous, need to do that. So, and Howie Mandel asked Raven Simone exactly when she serves those papers up. And she just said, before the naughty times come. Uh, Oh. Oh. Um, 
before I put on, this is me, before I put on something more comfortable, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave this brochure here on the coffee table. If you could just quickly <laughs> <laughs> glance over and sign at the bottom. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. And I'll be right back. So you want to sleep with me. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> That's what the title of the brochure is. So you want to sleep with me. Yep. <laughs> sign the dotted line. I want to sleep with you. But... One moment. (laughs) Instead of grabbing a condom out of my nightstand, I have NDAs in my nightstand. (laughs) Exactly. I I think this is genius. He's so smart to do this. Yep. And if you really were in it, you know, for a a real thing, then you would say, you know, I totally understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're not putting on your uh, latex Donald Duck costume until you sign it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hot. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, somebody has one of those uh-huh, in their in do. their cupboard. Okay, no pants. No uh, pants. No strategic holes. Yes. Uh, let's talk. Let's move on from uh, no pants and strategic holes uh, before we wrap up this dirt alert. Hey, Succession had its biggest ratings night ever on Sunday night, wrapping up its series finale. Now, HBO is saying, tallying up all the folks who've watched it so far, about 8.7 million viewers, which, again, as we have said before, big numbers in 2023. But compared to what used to get the highest ratings on any given day, it is small potatoes. But yet still considered a monster hit. You know what I mean? It's everywhere. Totally. Yep. Yep. For more of these stories, go to mytalk1071.com and another Dirt Alerts coming up at 1220 and at 520. Coming up next, though, on Max, a new documentary about our girl mayor, WJM girl. Mm-hmm. The Mary Tyler Moore documentary. All three of us watched it. We'll talk to you about it when we return. Ten years I've been talking about AAA movers to you. Hi, my talkers. It's Jace from Minnesota's Movie Professionals. AAA movers. I have used them four times personally. So many of you, hundreds of you have used them. And it makes me so happy because I believe in them. It was actually a great experience that I had with them that led me wanting to do commercials for them. Because moving isn't something that you do every day. So you rely on recommendations because you just don't randomly know of a great mover necessarily. AAA movers is that great mover. But please learn a lesson that I have over 10 years. Call them immediately and mention me and get the date locked in because AAA Movers only has so many crews and the date you want might not be available if you procrastinate. 612-588-MOVE or go to AAAMovers.com. Trust AAA Movers. You don't move every day, but they do. Who can turn the world on smile Who can take a nothing date and suddenly make it all seem worthwhile Well it's you girl and you should know it With each glance and every little movement you show For seven seasons that opening title Greeted fans of the Mary Tyler Moore show on CBS and single-handedly changed television generally and especially for women. Welcome back, everybody. Being Mary Tyler Moore is a new documentary that just dropped on uh, HBO and Max and Alexis uh, Holly and I got a chance to watch it. 
we'll, we'll talk about it in a second, but just in case you missed the trailer, we played a little bit of it before, but here's a little bit of it and we'll discuss on the other side. I believe in tomorrow. I believe that things that are painful will not be as painful in some time. It's not the end of the world if I'm not perfect. Mary spoke to all of us. Women could have careers, could stand on their own two feet. Mary, we love you very much. Her seven Emmy Awards, her three Golden Globe Awards, and her Academy Award nomination are only the beginning of the story. I think she was meant to spark fire with a very delicate match. Women are, or should be, human beings first, women second, wives and mothers third. It should fall in that order. Being Mary Tyler Moore, Lex, your takeaways. What did you think? Talk oh my us. gosh, what a powerful documentary. What a trailblazer. Yes, for women, for television in and of itself. I really loved how they did. It's just, it was like a beautiful quilt of just interviews of old footage. Uh, and it really went deeper in places that I didn't know that. I didn't know about her. There was a lot of stuff I learned about Mary Tyler Moore, actually. Um, and there was one thing. Well, there's a couple things. One thing that she said is that, you know, with all of the accolades and everything, she will always think of herself as a failed dancer. And that speaks so much to who Mary Tyler was, that she, there was a lot of self-doubt. There was a lot of self-exploration, uh, vulnerability that, you know, you see her, you just automatically think that she is her character on the Mary Tyler Moore show. She was much deeper than that. She was much more serious, much more of a businesswoman. Um, didn't wasn't bubbly and you know uh, bursting with energy all the time. And Ed Asner basically said that in one of the interviews, and I thought that was amazing. I, I did not know that CBS, when they first went to um, pitch the Mary Tyler Moore Show, that they did not want a divorced woman <laughs> on their network, and they had to go, of course, and change that. To, to that she was single, um, but that was the initial, you know, bio of her character. She had a fight to wear pants. I mean, you know, you think about things that you just that we just have and assume as women now that you know that was a big deal back then. Um, and then also her relationship with her son and her stepchildren too. Um, that was, you know, he tragically died playing with guns on his bed at twenty four. And it was, of course, an accident, or at least they deemed that. And so, wow, just, uh, you know, to go through that, it, it just changes you. And you can see how it did. I, I think this was just really well done. Holly? Yeah. I, I mean, I think if, if you don't know a lot about Mary Tyler Moore, and you're coming at her celebrity strictly from the Dick Van Dyke show, the Mary Tyler Moore show, that this will give you a deeper perspective on Mary Tyler Moore. I think her best performance is in Ordinary People. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> because it is. I knew it, it really is. And if you have never seen the movie oh. Ordinary People, I'm just going to warn you now. It's emotionally devastating. But go ahead, go on and go and watch it. And oh, just, it you, you have been warned. Uh, you know, my favorite part of the Mary Tyler Moore documentary that we're talking about was when they showed footage of her mm, wedding shower before she got married for the third time. <laughs> where oh, Betty, White. Betty White was roasting her. And I felt like that was authentic Mary Tyler Moore. She was sitting yeah. there. She was casual. She was hanging out with her friends. Goofy. And, and goofy. And having those intimate moments of a person who is so identified 
with the characters that she played, it was really nice that this documentary got to delve into the personal life. Yeah. I, I knew it. Um, I love the Mary Tyler Moore show. I, I, I own the DVDs. I watched every documentary, uh, about the show. So I knew a lot about that era and what the show meant, um, what it meant to the network, what it meant uh, to the change in the culture. Mm-hmm. I knew all of that. But what was what stuck out to me was really, and, 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 I, and I forgot who said it at the end. And let me pause and say, Alexis mentioned how it was done. I loved how they did this documentary and, and they did it in a way where the only person you really saw was Mary on purpose. Um, yes, they had interviews obviously with the likes of Katie Couric and Gloria Steinem and Betty White, but you never saw them. No. It was a conscious effort on the, the producers and the director you only really saw Mary. And then they would just put a graphic up of who was voicing it. And I thought, wow, that was an interesting thing to do. And it really just kept you with Mary. And I thought it was effective. I thought it was very effective. Okay, now back to what I was saying. Um, I, I knew the, the impact on television that the Mary Tyler Moore sh- uh, show had. But I didn't really grasp until this documentary what she meant for the women's movement in general and her just her being just mary richards being on television moved women forward and she didn't think she was doing anything she didn't Mm -hmm. think she was doing anything and i think that's actually why it worked yeah because it wasn't preachy they even acknowledged that they said you know mary richards was how did Feminine feminism, I think, is the term they used. Mary was still, um, you know, not like Maud, another character of the era, which was, you know, in the theme song, a bra, a bra burner. You know, she was fiery. Mary was, uh, Mary was a fem- uh, was a feminist that was just there, uh, and you know what I mean by that. It wasn't they weren't slamming you over the head with feminist messages. They were just telling women's stories. And yep. just her existence on television. One of the female writers talked about, well, I'm sorry, James L. Brooks said how important it was for them to have female writers because female stories were not being told on television. Something as benign as wearing a horrible bridesmaid dress. Yep. You know, that wasn't a story that was really told in network television before Mary. And and the power of that. We've yes, all been I, there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, interestingly enough, some felt that the Mary Tyler Moore show wasn't feminist was it, enough. I was, yes. <laughs> yeah, you can't win. Yeah. But that wasn't Mary. That wasn't the role. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. And yeah. they cleverly addressed that criticism. <laughs> yes, Specifically, the, the criticism came from Gloria Steinem. Who was like, why is Mary Richards calling Mr. Grant, Mr. Grant? Why doesn't she call him Lou and be on equal footing? (laughs) And the Mary Tyler Moore show cleverly showed, but didn't tell 
Uh-huh. Why Mary Richards, that would be authentic to her character. Oh, it's just great. There's so much. The three of us didn't even scratch the surface of what you'll learn. Um, They talked about, yeah, the Ordinary People era, her failure on Broadway, then her success on Broadway, and how aloof she was. You know, she admitted how aloof she could be and how people, you know, she she wasn't always Mary Richards. And uh, they they delve a little bit into her excessive drinking during the early 80s. I don't know. Yeah. So well done. And getting help. And getting help from the first lady. Yes. That's huge. Being Mary Tyler Moore. um, I weeped at the end. Did you guys? I did too. I cried a little bit. Yeah. The friend that uh, talked about, because she died of diabetes and complications, uh, that she was dying in the hospital and her friend would go and visit. And they, Beverly you, Sanders. Beverly, thank you. Yeah, which he would go back and forth with her, uh, Mary's husband. And um, she got in the bed with her and just held her mm. hand and just couldn't believe, like, wow, you're dying here. And, yeah. oh, man. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I cried too. It's on Max, everybody, and HBO. Being Mary Tyler Moore, HBO and and uh, just Max. Everybody. Alexis for a rebath, your one-stop bathroom remodeling shop. Yeah, they've got you. Send uh, sign up at rebath.com and they'll send a designer to you. Bring a showroom, hundreds of options for you. When all the supplies come in, they'll get the job done in five days or less. Pretty awesome. And these are custom bathrooms for you. You can also stop into their showroom. It's in Apple Valley on Galaxy Avenue. You'll see a replica of my bathroom. Make sure you mention me or my talk. You'll get $1,500 off a complete bathroom remodel. And another thing to contact Rebath about right now is if you'd like to join their summer event team. Got some great gigs coming up for fun folks. High schoolers to retired folks and everyone in between. Nice, fun summer job. You have to like to work outside, work on a team, talk to strangers, and get excited about bathroom remodeling, pretty things. There's no experience in doing the work, of course, but, you know, just to get hyped up about Rebath, which is very easy to do. So go to Rebath.com and contact Julie if you're interested. I thought that I'd let you know. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. On my talk. Streaming. On our my talk app. I'm Jace with Lex. Holly Roberts. On my talk, everything entertainment, everything. Al Pacino's 82 and having a baby. Thank you for being here. <laughs> yep. Junk still works. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I'm going to talk about this tomorrow, but I'm just going to give you a little tease because... I don't want to rush through it because I can't wait to tell you two about this and my talkers. Right before we went to bed, Colin was a uh, Colin Matheson travel agency was open and we were putting some finishing touches on our summer trip. And while he was doing that, I was watching Mer People on Netflix. Oh, is that um, any good? Oh my God. Here's what I will tell you, and I'll give you a full breakdown. Uh, tomorrow. I can't wait to go home and watch episode two. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I bet there's some really fun characters who oh, play mermaids. Well, and they, do they talk about breath control at all? Or, or do they, they think do their makeup? Do or? they think they're actual mermaids? Uh, um, 
well, they don't think they're actual mermaids, um, but they want to be actual mermaids. Mm. And I had no idea how big of an industry mermaiding oh. was. Oh, yeah. You, 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 did you know, Lex? Well, I just know that those, the, the fins and the, just the costumes, they're, they're very expensive. Oh, and uh, custom thousands. Yeah. Let alone thousands. the makeup and the hair extensions and, you know, all the extra accessories, you know. Yeah. Um, it is incredibly expensive. And the amount of people in the industry shocked me. Yeah. Wow. So. Okay. Uh, so this is on Netflix. This is on Netflix. Finally, something. Four-part docu-series. Finally, something on Netflix Mm. that's worth watching. Oh, well, I mean, Bridgerton. Okay, finally. Okay, you're right. Queen Charlotte. You're right. You're right. You're right. You really liked that. I did. But it's not for everyone. But other than that. Yeah. Other than that, this is the other good thing. Love it. Yeah. And I'll play some clips tomorrow because it is, uh, oh, my goodness. It's real good, girl. Ooh, it's ooh. real entertaining. Is there mer drama? There is mer <laughs> drama. Oh, I'm sure. Mer drama. You want to have the most unique tale out there? Oh, uh, yeah. You want to have the guess. most? Yes. You want to have a unique tale? Mm-hmm. You uh, persona. Uh, and people audition, girl. Oh yeah. I mean, there are all. You can't just be like Lex. You just can't go into a pool. And be a mermaid, you have to audition. So, so what you're saying is that my plans this summer to wrap my legs in saran wrap and putting flippers on is not gonna it's not gonna work. Um Holly, it's not gonna work. It's not I picked out work. the blue color. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready Little to go. DIY tail. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready Holly, to go. I'm very sorry to tell you that that will not work. Oh, dang it. I'm sorry, Holly. Oh, it's all right. I'm very sorry. It's not going to work. Okay. I'm just going to go with the summer of nudity instead. Yeah. That sorry works about too. That. All right. I bet it's good um, exercise, though. Well, it is. And you yeah. have to be, you have to keep your, you have to keep your, you, 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 it's athletic. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. to keep your breath. You, you know what I mean? You, you got to breathe. You got to know how to breathe underwater. Yeah. You got to be able to backflip. I bet it's flip. cold in that water, too. You're nipping out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, you're tape. wearing fins. I mean, for heaven's sake, you're wearing fins. Yeah. So, oh, I'm going to try this. I think oh, we're. You know, is everyone going to love this? Or oh, Yeah. I mean, again, I'll play clips tomorrow and. We'll go deeper into it, but Lex, I'm not, wow. it, it, it's only 40, the first episode's 42 minutes. Okay. You really should dive in. No pun intended. No, okay. Did you like that one I did there? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, mer people. Mer people. Okay. Yes. Mer people. Am I going to get secondhand embarrassment, Jason? Um, yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Just need to go in prepared. <laughs> right. Go in prepared. I got to put on my floaty things yeah, on here, my arm. You can, I, okay. I'll, this is oh, perfect. We're almost done. Here's what I will tease. Okay. You will have she, secondhand embarrassment, 
at a kid's birthday party and there is a mermaid snafu. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mermaid that snafu. could be so many things. <laughs> see? See? That's the tease, girl. They don't give Ooh, these shows good. to monkeys. I'm just telling you. Well, I mean, sometimes. But, yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Mer people, there's your homework assignment, everyone. Okay. And we'll talk about it tomorrow. But right now, it's going to do it for us. If you're watching, listening, and you're a kid that's being bullied, you go out there and be yourself because no one can tell you you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right. You be you. Have a fantastic day. We love you so much. Donna and Steve Experience up next. Bye for now.